All right, everybody, welcome back. Today's April 27th. Huge, huge show. Uh, off to a great start. We'll get into that. We're going to do a little boost recap, review of what we're drinking, NFL draft recap, and what that was like all on the uh, Zoom experience and how awkward the commissioner was. Um, talk about some updates. Is Kim Jong-un alive or dead? Do we, hard to tell. Recap the last dance, maybe round out with some parenting corner, and then uh, final thoughts to bring us home. So without further ado, let's get it going. recording time we uh got started about quarter till almost 50 minutes ago uh we're joined with by the presence of uh last week's guest our new recurring guest kevin crafting and uh i myself robbie schaefer and hopefully joining us will be my dad in a little bit in the call where he's having some extreme technical difficulties at home getting linked up to Skype. And I think the computer died towards the end. So Kevin, how would you sum up the experience of getting to witness that for a good 30 to 40 minutes? Well, so with being on last week, I thought that was pretty bad, but at least we were able to connect and to like hear him. I got to see Debbie, which was always a pleasure, but um, this was interesting uh my my favorite line was dad stop thinking with your brain and just listen to me <laughs> i like but like i, well, I, I get the editorial I think, comments I think parents are always stubborn i think parents think they know more than, than they actually do about technology where whenever they ask for help and you try to provide some help eventually you'll just turn into okay okay, okay i got it and the, then the same, but you know, they call Geek Squad. <laughs> the, gap, the gap that I am trying to bridge, and I think, I don't know if this is just working with my dad on this, is I'm not out here to validate my knowledge of technology. So when there's the slow down, slow down, do this. No, hold on. I can get this. I, I was like, I'm not here to say, I need you to validate that I'm a genius at this. I'm literally just trying to make your life easier. So when we're FaceTiming on the camera... And I say, all right, take one finger, touch my face on the FaceTime, and at the bottom hit the little camera that says flip. And he says, I've, I've done it. And I said, no, you haven't because you're still in selfie mode. But also, just show me the computer screen. And then at the same time, instead of showing me the computer screen, I get, <laughs> I get video of the desk that just has the keyboard and nothing else yeah. on it, and which is really hard to do. So, yeah, no, that, I mean, I was, yeah, I'm wondering when you are trying to help him with the Skype, but then you're FaceTiming at the same time, what angles are you getting? Are they flattering? Are they not? Like, are they ones where, I mean, do we need to start recording the FaceTimes? Well, and that is something I think we need to try preemptively uh, next week with, to just say. Knowing. Just live record. We'll call it, you know, the hidden tapes that uh, we'll put it. Be- <laughs> we'll put it behind a paywall where if people just pay us five ninety nine. They can get access to <laughs> me trying to get my dad's Skype to work that we've used now, I think, five or six times. But every single time it's like. It's like a newborn baby first, just like seeing the world, it's clicking fun. on the Skype logo. <laughs> Uh, and when I suggest when the computer was backing up and you suggest the control alt delete and he goes, Oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty. Cool. So we're hoping, we're hoping that my dad joins for this episode of coaches meeting, but he yeah, made the call to just say the lead ball coach. He's the head ball coach. He's we wouldn't be here without him. Yeah. So, so thanks for bearing with us. We'll hope to have him join. It'll be a big moment if he can join here. He's going to be texting me or FaceTiming me to try to get back in here. Um, new uh, updates to the program. Uh, one, well, Kevin, again, is a recurring guest. 
but also we've added a producer. Um, you know, my wife, Kelsey, last week, she, on the night of the draft, while I was watching that, was uh, doing some editing of the episode. And um, now she got us in just three hours of work. She has us on Spotify. So coaches meeting is available on Spotify. If you don't want to suck up data and bandwidth on YouTube links, but uh, so there you go. You can listen to it on your drive, your round of golf. If you're out getting a solo round in, um, I don't know, whenever coaches meeting on Spotify, we'll have more details there. We're building, we're, we're learning to fly the plane as we build it. Um, before we go any further, uh, Kevin, what are you drinking? So I am drinking two drinks. One is a glass of Cabernet. It is one that I don't know the name of it, but it's pretty good. And then the other is Atlanta's Finest Diet Coke. Ooh, from Chick-fil-A or what? Huh? Does it? Is Coca-Cola in Atlanta? Yeah. Wow. Kevin, it's our big business update. He's yeah. our correspondent. Uh, well, good. MSNBC here. Yeah, wine is one out of solidarity to my wife during this pregnancy. I'm holding off on a lot of the wine because that's a uh, her what she enjoys. So, anyway, so I'm over here having a local garage beer. Uh, it's it's like a craft Miller Lite, which raises the question: Why do you pay more for something that tastes like Miller Lite? But uh, I don't know. Support local. What can I say? Were um, those the same ones but that I drank the other day? Yeah. Yeah. I thought those were pretty good. And, like, I'm not a big craft beer guy because it just mainly just upsets KK's stomach. But I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. That – um, I think I'm starting to turn a corner to understand, like, why growing up I don't recall – any one of my like dad's contemporaries drinking like craft beers. All I remember is people drinking like Bud Light and I feel like it wasn't a thing. But like now that I'm hitting 31, I know a bunch of people are gonna say, Oh, you're still young. Either way, the difference from when you're 20 years old to hitting 30, like if I have a few beers, the next day is just it's just not. But uh this weekend I did a little test yeah. on the uh, liquor train and well <laughs> does the trick and the next day well it, I didn't didn't have the stomach impact but <laughs> we'll try not to get too graphic especially with my dad not here because I think that's his favorite deep yeah. dive is uh, into yeah, everyone's uh, that was yeah. Anna's favorite part from last week was when your dad was telling about the explosions going on at their house. And but she didn't really understand that the explosion meant bathroom problems. And so she asked me, what does he mean by explosion? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> Anna. Oh, oh, sweet Anna. Oh, well, sweet Anna. On that note, you know. What do you consider a courtesy flush? I have to be honest, I don't do them. I think I think that's stupid. Well, see, I always grew up mainly from the Austin Powers movie where I think they reference having a courtesy flush when uh, I think it's when Austin Powers kills that assassin and dumps his, drowns him in the toilet yes. after taking a dump. And uh, and Tom Arnold, legendary actor, asked him for a courtesy flush. So I always thought it came after Tom uh, Arnold. Completely <laughs> forgot about him. Former spouse of one Roseanne Barr. Um, no way. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> well, so anyways, I always thought it came at the end, but apparently I've been overruled in almost two years of marriage that it is a front end. Right. You go it's and not you fly. Back end, right? It's more so on the front end. Yeah. So anyways, we're we're learning. But yeah. <clears throat> all right. So what's new with you this last week? I was gonna say uh, happy birthday to my dad. Only to say, oh, I thought you and Kevin had the same birthday. So you're not going to – I try to play the Michael Scott joke with a guy that joined our office not too long ago. Hello, Michael. Hey, you. I'm returning your call. You said it was urgent. 
It is urgent. I just wanted to call and wish you a happy birthday. Well, today's not my birthday, so... Really? Because I thought we had the same birthday. So, and with me and, like, five or six other people from work, we have a group chat. So I texted over the group chat literally at, like, 8 a.m. And I said, Cobb, happy birthday. And the next thing I know, one of the other guys, who I tried to play the same prank on last year, said, don't fall for it. Happy birthday, Kevin. And he knew very well what my point was. It made me – I was infuriated. So, like, this, so like the day didn't start well. The day didn't start well. The weather was bad. It just wasn't a great birthday. I mean, I was locked in. Um, had a Zoom FaceTime with my family where my brother-in-law – caught a bird and kissed it so that was gross yeah that's uh <clears throat> i think that's how diseases get spread yep that's how coronavirus i'm sure starts is you just kissing birds yeah I, they do it differently down in texas i suppose yeah yeah you're well, telling me. i i gotta give you kudos on a job well done saturday for the little surprise baby shower at the house it was just real nice to the you know, walk out, you know, Kevin and his wife and a couple other friends were over and we had some mimosas and beers out and social distancing and, uh, you know. It was a nice Saturday. It oh. definitely was. I meant what I said in the card, though. <laughs> I really oh. cut steep. <laughs> it was great. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else new. Oh, not new. It's the second time I've done it. And uh, my dad's really the one that needs to hear it, but he can always listen to this after. Um I'm pro nose waxing. I have always been a fan of it. I've I've only done it once. So like, there uh, it was one time when I got my haircut down in Texas. They it was like an all you it was like hot and not high end, but like for like forty bucks you get your haircut, you get your eyebrows trimmed, you get your ears waxed, and your nose waxed. And I did the nose wax. I, I didn't feel comfortable with the ears because my ears aren't, aren't that hairy. But the nose, it felt amazing. Yeah. Uh, so for those, I, I think most that know my family well enough is hair runs a lot. And this weekend, we had left over from a previous time a little home nose waxing kit where you just jam up. And the wife ripped them out. And to those that say, if that's not manly, I don't know what is. If you're going to subject yourself to some immediate pain like that, I mean, granted, I'm not ripping them out. My wife's ripping them out. But I, I will take anybody up on that to say there's I something with wrong that. with that. I get I, the people who want I, to trim. That but, is more manly than getting pedicures. But you see more men getting pedicures than getting their their nose wax. Yeah. But, you know, you and I are not pedicure shamers. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Pedicure shame-free podcast. It's really a it's really a safe space to guys for guys to promote self-care. Yeah. So pedicures go for them. Clean clean your feet up. Yeah, you know what? At the very least, at least it, you know they tickle your feet, which is just great. <laughs> yeah. Very very. That's you know we might have to edit that out. That sounds really really terrible. <laughs> it's not gonna. Yeah, we'll, we'll uh, cut we'll cut that part. Speaking of Rex, NFL Draft. Ooh, NFL Draft. What do you think? How did it go? You're a big draft guy. So, yeah. So, the NFL Draft is one of my favorite things of the year. And I really only watch first round and parts of the second round because those are really where just, like, the big-name players kind of pop out. Bear, I'm a Bears fan, and Bears didn't have a first-round draft pick. But I thought the NFL draft, for being all virtual, went over pretty well. But I don't. But I think it's only because it was the only thing live on TV. I think the rawness of it, the fact that you know they're going to have some awkward pauses, it's not a completely finished, polished product. More and more, I like that stuff. Uh, like yeah. I think everyone's just trying their best, whether it's from a work thing or whether it's on TV and they're trying to do this stuff, you know what? Everybody's doing their best. And the fact that you get to watch that, I like it. Um, things that I noticed on there, uh, I would try to think of the criteria for what is a, 
appro- not appropriate, but what goes into people's decision making for what attire they and their families wear at the house? Because it was a wider The number one pick, they're in sweats, and their mom had some weird ninja slippers on, if you saw it, um, for Joe Burrow's mom. Then you got some people who there was one guy drafted, and they all, like, I guess, I know you don't make a big night out of it, but, like, you're suiting up, and there's, like, girlfriends, and his mom's, like, wearing heels and dressed like, like yeah. you're going to a ball. I, I go... I, maybe I just don't take myself that seriously to be like getting that dressed up in the house because I was like, how long? And then the other thing is, what percentage of people were actually having parties where like when the camera came on them, they're like, all right, everybody go hide because they didn't want to be shamed exactly, for having a yeah. party. Yeah. I mean, there were a lot of things that like I found interesting with the fact of the background of the player. So like when so when a player but got drafted. It seemed like, and I feel like this is pretty well known, but like when the player gets drafted, a lot of times they go into like a big sob story of like what the player had to overcome. Like, so for the 49ers, they traded up and drafted a defensive tackle named Javon Kinlaw, who I guess grew up in South Carolina, where walking to school, he would step over dead bodies, right? However, so, so they paint this picture that, like, Javon Kinlaw's house is going to be a dump. Like, it's in the middle of, like, the projects, all this stuff. But then you pan to where he gets drafted, and he gets the call, and it's, like, probably nicer than my parents' house. And I'm like, how did this just turn from he walks over dead bodies every day to he lives in a $3.5 million mansion? I watch a lot of those where it's probably their agent that fronts them like all this money for training and then to buy a house or to rent a house. But I'm like, these agents are making a shit ton of money if they're going to do this for multiple draft picks. Oh, and if those draft picks don't pan out, then they get like, okay, so, or, or if they pull off like a Laramie Tunsil where there's like a gas mask video like on draft day and then they and then they just fall then they're like oh well i just paid 400 grand out of pocket or this guy just falls to the fifth round <laughs> yeah like but that stuff i, I mean, never really understood it's like that's where the money's home. made yeah the money we need to open up a business get some get some investors where we just provide short-term unsecured loans mm-hmm. well I, I the thing is your collateral is your future earnings but i'm thinking because that's quick turnaround time if i charge interest on a monthly basis and i don't know i don't know yeah athletes are taking advantage of but it was just insane i don't know and but when they put those descriptions out there it's like folks stay in the lane like just making it the sobs like one there's always people who have had well, there's always people with more money, always people with less money. There's always people who went through more, and there's always people who went through less. So, like, they tried to make these factoids and go to the extremes to make it you, like, feel super, super sorry. For, and it's like, one, there's no – they give you a 16-word thing. There's no context. It's just, like, how is it relevant to, you know, how they're going to be as a pro? And right. the organ, let, let the organizations and the GMs who draft them, like, it know what their like personal they are trying is. to find, okay, what was the biggest struggle of your life? Did someone die? Did you get sh- shot at? Blah, 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 all this stuff. And then they just post that, and they're like, oh, okay. So he's... Well, and I'm just thinking about it now. Because <laughs> I was like, well, what if in the Little... Like, why don't they just take what they do in the Little League World Series and make it fun like that? However... Exactly. Then I thought, what if they made the Little League World Series like this? And they start talking about how many, like, grandparents each of the kids has left. And, like, <laughs> you know. It, Young Billy Bob got a D- minus in gym class. Why? Yeah, that, Be, because he crapped his pants. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this, this is Big Al, and I hit dingers. And <laughs> even though I'm 13, I read at a second grade level, like, I don't know. Sorry, that's how my mind works. No, I mean, I, I think I think that would be highly entertaining, but to see what a 12-year-old kid's worst thing about their life has been. Yeah, but my point is, 
you wouldn't do this about kids. People that listen would say, oh, what, that'd be so awful for kids. Like, then why do you do it for adults? That's my point yeah, is to yeah. say, where do you draw the line? So I you don't bet like the you idea a lot of those kids, it would be like, my dog died. Which, that would actually make me very sad. Because every time I think about a dog dying, I just think of Marley and me. Anyway, so... Anyway, the NFL draft, I thought it was very good for the circumstances that, that they were in. Yeah, I... It worked fine. They raised a lot of money. It was good. I I don't know. The fans that can watch all the different rounds, it's like, no one's watched tape on these people. It's To me, I go... First, second round, okay. But even the time in between picks, which I understand, I ain't got the patience for that. I was like, I'll just check yeah. the results later and get some grades. Oh, my dad's FaceTime, and we might have him in. Oh, God. Wait All right. Kelsey, stop this part right here. No. All right, we'll keep it light. Hold on. Yes, please. What we've got here is failure to communicate. Hi, Jim. Just relax. Oh, it, the the problem was it wasn't plugged in. Okay. <laughs> You're showing me like a quarter of your screen. The, the anticipation is just palpable. Okay, patience. You're joining. Dad, Dad, don't take the phone. Point the phone at this computer screen. Okay, just sit tight. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I think we might have a solution. Well, Dad, I have... Um... Unfortunately, no idea. Anything you want us to say to the fans? What you need to do is Google, Google, Murph the Surf. M-U-R-P-H. Murph to Surf? This guy was in a Hall of Fame and the East Coast Surfers, convicted first-degree murderer, robber, got paroled. Now he's, now he's an 80-year-old minister. It's a strange story. Mark the surf. Well, all right. All right, Dad. Well, we love you. We'll try to get you back. Uh, we'll, 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 I'll work with you this weekend on uh, the laptop if you need help. Was also involved in the biggest jewel heist in American history. Wow. Yep, yep, yep. It's a, it's a weird story. Cool. All right, Dad. Sorry this didn't work out. We'll get it. We'll get it back on. All right. See ya. Bye, Bye, Mr. Schaefer. See ya, Kevin. Love you. <laughs> All right. Well, we tried. <laughs> so it's back. We'll probably have little snippets of... Anyways, Dad, I hope you're listening and you can save up your thoughts. You can put them in the comments section after the show. Um, briefly, we'll go to current events and talk on... Uh... <laughs> Kevin, have you seen Kim Jong-un in the news? So I've read bits of it. He basically got a heart surgery that went wrong, and they won't confirm if he's dead or if he's on his deathbed. Yeah, uh, it's just <laughs> I don't know what news source you want to go with here. Um, I feel one, like how what honestly, can you go with? I feel like if he's dead, he's been dead for a while, and just it's just all of a sudden just starting to come out now. Or I feel like he's been dead for years and they're just covering it up and like somehow something was going to leak out and they're and so they're like oh shit maybe we need to find a reliable source. Well, what's oh. what would you? I know we said he was younger. What would you say? What would you guess his age is? He's thirty six. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, you've seen it. All right. Which is <laughs> mind boggling to me. The fact that he has. You probably said that already. That he had cardiovascular surgery at 36. Right. I know there's regular defects, but, like, that's mind-blowing. But Well, I feel like he is also a little, like, Pillsbury Doughboy, where he can, where he basically eats pigs in a blanket all day long. I feel like he's that kind of die guy. Not that there's anything wrong with it, because I'm that kind of die guy myself. But um, <laughs> Kim Jong-un is just, I mean, I wonder who, who is the next in line. I think he's got a sister. I don't know. So would his sister become the dictator? That's what it seems to be. That's what they're saying. Oh, I, I don't know. I, I, that I think it's scary. Oh, yeah. My dad is saying that the surgeons better hope that he dies or he will have him killed if he lives. 
Either way, I think the surgeons, I think they're just going to wipe everything clean. Um, Even if there's problems. Well, any other thing, here's the thing. If you open up medicine and this free market, people can increase their education capacity. I I think you have better surgeons. It's better quality of care. So comes back. I mean, I know he's only 36 and a lot of, I'm not to downplay anything that he's done terribly, but like it's a long years and years, decades in the making of when you don't have adequately educated people. But all right. So moving on from there, for those that were talking, dad's two minutes, go on Google, look up Murph to surf. I, I don't know. You got to just give it a look. We'll spare the yeah. two minutes. His name is Murph the Surf. His real name is Jack Murphy. He is a convicted felon of first-degree murder, was involved in the biggest jewel heist in American history, and is now a messer. Well, so folks at home, oh, that's your little home. Wait, hold on, hold on. A prison minister. So he works at a prison. I don't know if that's really... I mean, I guess it is a minister, but, like, okay. I feel like felons are just going to be like, God is going to save me now. I don't want to get into that. (laughs) (laughs) That's a deep, dark rabbit hole. But what's... So going from prison ministry to uh, a happier time, let's, let's, let's recap... The Last Dance episodes three and four last night that featured a little bit on Dennis Rodman. They made it seem like it was going to be a huge, huge thing on him. And there was a lot, but uh, it kind of I thought it was really good. Loved all the ridiculous information that was out there. But um, certainly, certainly has been very entertaining. The first three and four episodes. Kevin, what were your favorite parts of it? So I think the one biggest like thing that I learned and I was trying to bring it up last week but like I feel like there are three stages of like or three generations of people that are gonna watch this one where it's all the people that are older than both you and I that actually saw the times of the Jordan era the Bulls and the Pistons and like all these teams that were late 80s early 90s then there's the generation that's younger but, but, but than us where really like they remember, like, they're LeBron, LeBron at the early age, Kobe, Allen Iverson. And then there's us, who Allen Iverson like a little bit of both. So, yeah. like, I feel like it really benefits us because we knew the impact that Michael has, that, that the Bulls had of the NBA and sporting, but we didn't know all of the details. So, like, I think one of the biggest things that everyone just kind of assumes is that Dennis Rahman is a nut job, which he is. But I feel like a lot of people don't understand with just how smart of a player but that he actually was. Like, the fact of the scene where he's going through who shoots the ball and how it spins and how it rolls off but the rim, that was mind-blowing. And I'm sure a lot of NBA players kind of read into that when a person takes a shot. But I think for him, with how... I mean, from a mental state, he's bizarre. I mean, he's off the wall, like, just partying. But, like, the fact that even at 56, 58, how, however old but that he is, and he still can understand, like, that part of the game. And, like, the best part about him is, like, he didn't care about scoring, which I thought yeah. was awesome. That was wild when they're like, Oh, work on these things. And he's like, no, I'm just going to be really, really good at these other things. So Yeah, which I think is amazing. It and is. that is what, yeah. And, and like, if you just look at, like, the stats but that he had, like, it is incredible how many rebounds he would get. And, like, he's not, like, the tallest guy. He's, like, six, six foot nine, I think. So, like, in terms of, of the NBA, there's people who are six, six, seven, two, and, can box him out, but like that is insane with how many re- re- rebounds he actually got. Yeah, uh, I was taken aback, or not taken aback, but <laughs> much different time. That and I know other people have already talked about it at this point when he's rolling out of the game, and I feel like it's when he was rolling out of the locker room. He's had, they showed him on a couple different occasions having a Miller Light, 
just having it in hand. And then when they were showing the motorcycle scene, I was they're all like, oh, Dennis is different. Just slamming a Miller Lite and then getting on a motorcycle. <laughs> oh, I know. I was like, ah, oh, this is just casual. But the other thing, the 48-hour trip to Vegas, one <laughs> – that would never happen in this day and age. <laughs> I think like I just want to I want to have a new response of just like someone tells you you can't do that. You just go, don't put a saddle on a Mustang. <laughs> uh, so funny. Like it's I mean, he, he invented load management. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I mean, I I also think like. I think Phil himself was just a weird guy. So he was able to understand how weird Dennis was because like outside of like, if anybody else were to do that, like they would get ridiculed so much, but, and like that would never happen in today's day and age. Like I, I, it's just, I get why he did it, but I'm also like, that just is too bizarre for me to understand that you are gonna be like okay yeah go and get drunk for 48 hours come back and hopefully you'll be able to play better like that part doesn't make sense his like release i don't know what it it's interesting but like i'm hoping not hoping but i'd be interested to see if more uh portrayal of like jordan as sort of like an asshole comes through because like you heard it, I think, towards the end. So like, far, we're, like, we're, you know, so used to hearing him yell and just when he won the trophy and they're like, oh, he celebrated, cried, whatever. We're never used to seeing that. To me, I'm like, when more, when are they going to show that? So I read a quote that Michael Jordan said, like, right before the first episode was, re- was released. And it basically said that, he was afraid that everybody was going to think that he was an asshole. And I'm like, well, one, I'm pretty sure everyone already thinks that you are. Because, like, you're, you, like, you can't get to how to the level that you are at and at your competitiveness if you're not. But I also think it's like, so far through four episodes, he, I mean, the worst thing but that he's done is, like, rat on people for cheating on their wives. Like, so so I have that, to think like, he hasn't really shown that he's that much of an asshole. So I have to think he's got final cut on this. Like has to. So but to me, I go, why? Why does he about him? It's about the Bulls. Right. So like, that's why I, I get so like, like, like I get so up in arms with, 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 with the fact that people are, are calling it the Jordan documentary, which like, yeah, I mean, the Bulls the main light was Jordan, but like, like they only touched on Scotty, like a little bit. They only touched on Dennis a little bit. So like, I hope they go into more about those two and Phil and like yeah. the rest of the role cast. Yeah. They, the way I see it, they need to cover him 60% of the time. I mean, it's a team thing. So they cover a little yeah. bit, but I think for him, to, if he's got final cut, to say on the one, like, oh, yeah, it's a good idea. Talk about how all these guys on this team, they show a picture. Everybody but me was in a in a room doing part, like, doing coke and partying and smoking weed and having girls in there. And, like, I don't know, bullshit. And then at the end of this, at the end of last night's episode, that Scott Burrell guy just caught a stray bullet. That oh, had, my God. That had absolutely – I mean, I was laughing because I was that like, it had – I mean, it has nothing to do with anything. He has been so anxious for that clip to come out. I mean, that's 20 years after the fact of him saying, oh, shoot. Like, I don't know where he's at now with his life, but, like, if at the time he's dating or – but that was his his soon-to-be wife. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I looked him up. He played one year with the Bulls, like – I think he he coaches at like a small southeastern Connecticut state or something like that. But in any event, so he's a head coach now. But the other thing is like he um, bounced around the league, not a crucial guy, but like that's just a zing that Jordan like to me that's just absolutely nuts that they were just like yeah screw this guy 
hey, you're a player, this and that. Don't trust him. Like, so I, I don't know I, where that came from, but it had me, I was cracking it up. It literally had nothing to do with, it literally had nothing to do with the documentary whatsoever. Yeah, they just, I, it was I, just, it was just a clip for a low blow. They, yeah, that, they just caught a body on that one. <laughs> Zip him up. So there's that. Like, and the other thing, Jerry Krause's little man syndrome of the dancing. God, he wanted so much freaking credit. And that's the problem. Cause I think it's just, he flew too close to the sun and wanting to be a genius, you know, like you do. Well, I, uh, and like, the problem is like a lot of people would give him the credit that he deserves. If he didn't do what he did to Michael and Scotty and all those things. So yeah. he said that, like, the fact that he's looking for so much credit is unbelievable because, like, if he had never done, like, any of the things of, like, uh, saying that Scotty was, uh, saying that Scotty was going to, um, but that he wanted to be traded and that he was on the trade block and that it was Phil's last year. So if Michael's not going to play for anyone else, but Phil, then Michael will be back, like, trying to make it and poke with the bear, but that much more. Like, they, in the documentary, I bet you, they would not, they would not try to show him as the bad guy. But he, he clearly is. Yeah, I, like, you make such smart decisions on bringing people in, and I get, I, I don't know, I where you just don't get the credit, but at the same time, it's just like, the last move of being like, you know what's crazy that someone would never see coming is getting rid of this, the best coach in the league who's won six out of the last eight championships and the best player of all time. Like, let's just scrap him. And well, then he then he tries to make it Michael's decision. It's like that that's what just sucks. It's like because I didn't realize how long he was out for, and I looked it up. Jordan sat out three years, three years before coming back when he was what yes, like thirty eight. Like, I didn't like, know it was three years. I mean, LeBron, LeBron's 35 now. Yeah. He's, he's 35, going to be 36. Like, imagine Wait, if LeBron just dropped out for three years right years. now. Two Your years. Your dad is pinging us via Skype because he can't talk, and he just said it's two years. Google it, Dad, and get back to me. <laughs> I looked it up. Um, all right. So, anyways, I thought it was good. I'll be yeah. interested to see what they talk about uh, the dream team, which interesting to see if they'll talk about how like Isaiah Thomas not shaking hands could have gotten them blackballed from the dream team. It definitely, it definitely did. But I also love, so like if, but this actually was that Jordan got final cut, which I'm sure, but, but that I did. I like how they included, but the fact of how Isaiah said, like the Celtics did it to us. I reached out to Kevin McHale. Like, I liked but that they included but that part because like I mean, but again team. like Isaiah I mean that whole Pistons team were just mean people well ill spirited the, the other thing is Jordan at this point in his life he's got you know there's there's the f u money and then there's the f me money and he yeah. like. He can literally tear him down and say whatever the hell, because at the end of the day, he's like, I got six rings, best basketball player of all time. I'm a billionaire. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's going to win that every time against any of his old, like, rivals. So, right. I, I thought it was good. It'll be interesting to see the next one. Um, I think next week is supposed to be with um, about, like, the early ages of Kobe. So, I think that'll be good. Yeah. I wonder if there'll be any post production that went into that, like, since Kobe passed away of if they changed anything in the edit, but there might be, it will be interesting to see because I'm sure Kobe did an interview for the documentary. And so I think that will be interesting to see kind of their rapport with each other and like how Michael respected him so much. I think that that'll be cool. Yeah. I like it. So, all right. Well, we don't have dad for his, uh, my dad for his parenting advice, but, um, 
Oh, he can, he's, type he's typing. He's typing. Yep, he's typing. So we got everything set up in the kids' room this weekend and wondering what to pack for more a month out. There's what are we putting in the go bag for grab and go, go to the hospital. Like I have no idea other than a change of clothes. Like I guess so there's I that. Aren't and I aren't birds like more like planned nowadays or like more planned than kind of what they show in like the movies? Uh if you get to a certain, if you're more than like one week past due, I think they just schedule it and induce yeah. you. Okay. Um, if the baby's uh, breech is upside down, if they're like feet first, they'll schedule. They might schedule a C-section. So I there, there's that, but I go like because I, I have never heard of like I guess like of like when I picture it in the movies of like the water breaking and then it's like oh my god it's coming and it's like like sprinting like i have only heard about it like, like oh yeah i'm scheduled for next thursday and that's the only thing but that i've ever heard of well in i learned this weekend that well, in one way i'm an idiot of i like assumed i i didn't think of like what clothes you take the baby home from like the hospital it's just like oh baby comes all right cool like as if, in my mind it's in, in my mind if you just got like a free outfit from the hospital but <laughs> not the case um well dad's fact checking on when he was out that's that's fine he can agree to disagree <laughs> he's saying it's he looked up the dates but anything so, so we have to pack an alpha for the kid to come home from which i didn't think was a thing but apparently i'm a big idiot um and then the other thing well, is like am i gonna go well and I know I need to be thinking about – I need to be thinking about um, – good lord. Dad, you're, my dad's message, and he was out a year and a half of his first <laughs> retirement. When he retired at the end of the bowl season, after Between they won the, the bowls, second 3 he sat out three years. Dad, look that up. And I'll go, oh, well, you didn't say that. Dad, you're, you're literally mentioning 93, 94, 95. He retired 98 to 99, 2000. Anyways, we're done. No one at home can see what he's typing. Although maybe you can on the screen. I think they might be able to. Uh, any event. That would be kind of interesting. Yeah, it would. Um, Uh-oh. All right. So if I need to mute the chat, I want to mute the chat now. <laughs> Last okay. thing. Um, well, the other thing is, one, Kelsey's got to have an outfit. Like, yeah. Am I? Does that mean like, a, am I supposed to pack an outfit? Like, I got to be over there overnight, or is that a little like? And anyways, I'm not packing anything but like sweats. So, I don't know. That's how long will you guys be at the hospital for? Like two days, three days? I don't know. I don't know. I got a lot to learn. A lot to learn. But well, the other thing is, so we got... have you checked out the cafeteria yet? Do they have any good food? Uh, I'll need to do that. I got a lot to learn. Not that far. But uh, this weekend, got the room set up, and the toys are in a the kids' toys are in a basket or whatever. And now Goose, the dog, has figured it out, and he goes upstairs and just goes uh-huh. and pulls his toys out. Which, to me, I was sort of thinking like, why not streamline the thing? Like, if the kid and the dog like the same toys, what's the difference? Have them play with the same plush toys. As long as Goose doesn't tear them apart. To me, but I don't, I don't see the problem. Not. But won't he? Maybe. But yeah. we can – I got to work on – I can figure out a training method. But, like, if I really don't care, like, the kid and the dog can play together. Nope. No harm, no foul. So that's a thought. That's just a thought. But <laughs> – Good luck. My money's on goose. Yeah, this is going to be one of our top-rated episodes by far. Dad will have to work on the microphone. Lastly, let's bring it home. We've gone. We started talking two hours ago. Uh, yeah. And probably spent an hour and a half working on technical difficulties. <laughs> but uh, let's bring it home. Kevin, final thoughts. Just anything. What do you got on your mind? Thoughts? Um, so one thought I have is just like, how 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 stupid people can actually be 
So I'm not going to name any names. But so I have a coworker at work that literally asked me and like part of our job. Uh, we're at the same level. He asked me, um, hey, I see that for the specific brand that he manages, that April sales were much lower than January through March. And I'm like, well, working for a medical device company, we manufacture devices for almost everything is for elective surgery. So everything's going down the tube. So I said, well, wouldn't that be because of coronavirus? And he's like, oh, yeah, good point. And so, like, and so it got me thinking after the fact of, like, like, don't people, like, think stuff out loud in their head and be like, is this a stupid question or not? (laughs) Well, that's, yeah, so that's my final thought. I like it at at the time I might not have seen it that way, but growing up with a brother four years older than me, I, I, I got a lot of my dumb questions out while he was still in the house, and... He very bright, smart individual was always very quick to tell me that's a stupid idea. That's dumb. Why would you ask but that? That's great. But I, I never had credit, a brother that put me down. He, he would only g- give me hugs. <laughs> that's therein lies the issue, Kevin. Exactly. He wasn't mean enough. Yeah. I, the the filter portion. I mean, God, I talk a lot, but. I hope I don't say stupid things. No. But you are pretty good at whenever anyone else does, you put them down. So <laughs> your brother taught you well. Well, I don't know if it's that as much as it's telling like it is. <laughs> exactly. That is the, the PC way to say it. There's not some there's not some questions. Question, I just tell you how it is. There's not stupid questions, there's just stupid people. <laughs> But I, you know, I say something like that where I was going to say my final point is <laughs> I, I I don't know what to do with following news anymore and watching stuff on the latest dates, updates with coronavirus and whatnot. But gosh, it I don't know in a world where we live where we can't trust the experts in their fields at a national level. And we people now just look it's the it's the age of the internet where there's so much information available people will go to whatever outlet they can so they can find someone saying something that matches what their point is and what they want to make it it's like right. you know yep. what you want to be the outcome so you go to try to build your support rather than it's like you start off outcome go find out something okay that supports it then rather than say hey let me take in some information before formulating my decision on what this is and right. The other things are politicians, both parties, everywhere, not getting political. Just, just to say, everybody tries to set themselves up in arguments where they can take all the credit. <laughs> You're dead. <laughs> just still sending year-by-year history of the Chicago Bulls. <laughs> oh, God. That's... That's terrific. Long. My point is, Dad. You're people, right. You're they're trying wrong. to set. They're trying to set themselves up to take all the credit, but nobody ever says, "Hey, I was wrong," or "Hey, we're going to try this. We don't know if it's going to work, but we think on our best educated guess, this is going to lead to the best outcomes." And you know what? If you're wrong, you can admit it. Right. And like I'm trying to. Just how like Mr. Schaefer was wrong that he was only retired for two years. Like, <laughs> no, but I mean, I agree with on this because on one that. thing, like, uh, any any news source, but that we make it out like you can connect with the dots to any answer, but that you want and and this time, and so you don't know what's right and what's wrong. Yeah, it's the well actually culture that like. Drives me nuts. Um, at the same time, I mean, got him. It's it's okay if you're right if you actually are right, but to just try to well gotcha, well actually, and do all this stuff when things are there's gray area, there's things that are true and not true. You'll learn of our family on this podcast, and uh, my brother's 
getting married later this year. And when his fiance met the family, she said she made the comment of God, all you shapers just love to try to be right and get the last word. So yeah. what you're seeing is me on the audio versus dad, this. versus dad texting here about the Chicago Bulls, which while he's found that he's wrong, his <laughs> playing career went from 90 and then stopped from 98. 90, 98 to 99, 99 to 2000, 2000 to 2001. That is three years on his second retirement. Three years. So uh, uh, I'm right. He's typing. I, get, he's I typing. got the last word. But my dad, instead of admitting he's wrong, he's deflecting. And now he's just sending, oh, see, deflection. But when he goes <laughs> back and you listen to the tape, when you listen to the tape, dad, see, he won't admit he's, he's wrong. Lie. This is the problem. Factually, I'm right, and so we like being right here. But rather than say, you know what, you heard right, I was wrong, you deflect. And dad, that's a problem. We gotta fix it. We gotta get your audio, video set up it's next week. It's not the computer's fault. It's, it's his just fault. He's it's deflecting. user error. User error. We'll try to. I think we might try to. Uh, <laughs> I think what we might try to do is. Maybe cut some snippets of the uh, of the tech support and make it a uh, make it a post credit scene. Absolutely. So Kelsey has her work cut out for her. She sure does, but you know we love her. She's gonna do a great job. So all right, let's wrap it up. The thing of it is, we had a good time. Dad, we'll get you back. Kevin, thanks for co-hosting tonight. Love having you on the program. Uh, no problem. As I said, it's it's on Spotify. Uh, look up coaches meeting. YouTube, I'll have the link on Facebook. Uh, repost, comment, give us your feedback. Tell us ideas for people you know that you want to have on who just love chopping it up like this. Um, yeah, we're just looking to have fun, especially in these times where who the hell knows what's going to happen next week. So, all right. I think Greg Bellman really wants to be on. I was going to, I that actually thought about, this, thought about surprise calling him just to ask him um, how the world of finance is doing. He would love that. He will explain everything. All right. Love you. With a beautiful